to another episode of Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Radhanelia, and you know, I was moved to do this podcast after having um, a dream last night that really uh, moved me, and I was trying to figure out what this dream was about, because I, I believe our dreams are, you know way for our unconscious subconscious mind to share information to you know sometimes it's a way to heal and um, particularly this dream was deeply about healing we are today at the lion's gate 88 and it's a wonderful portal for healing you know really like I would say lineage, you know, deep wounds that perhaps have been there for a very long time, perhaps even before you were born. And um, personally and collectively, we are on the journey of releasing these old wounds that have been passed down to us through generations. And, you know, I've talked about about war in the past and how that affects our our lineage and our family how no one is untouched by war and it doesn't matter if you never went to war yourself or if you are in a different generation where you know you think that this doesn't exist because it lives in our DNA and it lives in our hearts and even if it's something invisible and that's exactly what came to me in my dream last night there was a um there was like a there was like an event with family or and, and it's weird how like in your dreams it can have double meanings it can actually be two things so one part of it was it was like a it was like a show that was going on almost like a magic show it felt like or something like that and then a man um was like doing his last show and uh in in the show he ended it up um you know, having a tragedy where something went wrong and he ended up dying. And it was really upsetting for the audience and the wife of this man. And um, and I was like a little bit, I was like feeling really sad in my heart. Like what is like this feeling of loss and I was like I don't I, I don't know these people um, I don't understand why I feel this I mean such a big loss it was almost like right in my heart like a circle that was opening and it was like a wound that was there um, it was a very interesting dream and like I said dreams can o- overlap in meaning and then um, it's almost like at least for me in my dreams things can overlap where there's two things going on at once you know so then the other part was that 
this person was my family and I was like whoa um they were my relatives and then I looked closer and I recognized the you know recognized the face of this person and I recognized his wife and um and so again it was having these overlapping feelings overlapping meanings and uh I was there with the family for a long time and I woke up and just had this overall feeling of um, the wound of my family which is which is very uh, personal but it's also it's also something I, I feel called to share because I, I don't think we are here to, at least in, in my particular role in this part of this world, is not to hide stories. It's to share stories because stories are healing for each other. We all have, we are all interwoven and we all share something in common. We could, we could learn about our ourselves you know by sharing our stories that's what we did in the past we shared our stories and and so this is part of of my lineage story um and again this is just one part of it and and I haven't really thought about this for a very long time you know my grandfather was a Vietnam vet from the Philippines he was Filipino you know um and he went to war for America because at that time in the Philippines there really wasn't any jobs you know and um, he had a family to support three children and a wife and a house and and by golly this was you know a quote-unquote opportunity to um, to make money to make ends meet so bottom line it was about survival and they were recruiting you know young strong strong men from the philippines to go to go fight this war so um it was a job and you know he never had any previous training or anything like that he just had mouths to feed and a family to take care of and so he took that position not really understanding what it meant probably you know what how it would affect his life forever so you know it wasn't his war to fight but the America had really infiltrated the Philippines and had set up their you know a lot of military bases there so they were recruiting a lot of Filipinos to go over there and you know I mean still it wasn't like a lot of money but it was enough that it would really help the family at the time so he got shipped over there and it was it was really hardcore and very intense and my grandfather fell into being um into being a prisoner of war he he went through a lot where he was and um he got he fell into a trap and uh, he fell into one of those amazing traps that they had there 
and he was a prisoner of war and he starved and he he suffered and he was wounded and um, bleeding to death and um, you know was really uh, really on his way out as far as his life because uh, it wasn't like he was getting tended to he wasn't getting food or water or the things he needed and he was basically you know imprisoned at this time and um, a woman a, Vietnam, a Vietnamese woman you know somehow I guess you know she she in the area she was connected to this to the Vietnamese men there so she found him she found him like half dead and and I don't know what it was that she felt when she saw him of course there were many men many men that were prisoners that were you know in really bad shape but for some reason she found him and she decided to take care of him and bring him back to life so I don't really know the details of how that happened but I do know that she did take him into into her home and she literally you know fed him back to life she gave him the food and the water and the nutrients and the gentle love and care after you know he had been a been a war victim who had a lot of shock and trauma and very distortion you know distorted about what happened there and was probably very scared and very confused like every man that had been in war i can't imagine anything more terrifying than being in the middle of a bunch of bombs and gunshots and screams and you know all of the all of this pain this human pain and tragedy and I just can't even imagine what he was feeling and I have so much love and compassion for anyone that's ever had to go through something like that it's just not there's no humanity in it at all so Thank goodness he was being loved back to life and love is the answer for just about everything. It is the medicine for the soul and the elixir of life and love is what brought him back to life. This woman fell in love with him in the process and you know she was an innocent bystander she did not have to take care of him but but you know that's how how it is like our hearts are moved and sometimes we are called to help another we don't even know why we just know like we are moved through our own grace and our own humanity and that's what makes us human is our humanity and and so he got better. I mean, his wounds would never go away inside, his internal wounds and his, the things he saw, the losses he went through, and all the people that he lost on the way that came with him there, that would haunt him, you know. But for now, he felt the love of this, of this sweet woman who took him in. And as he healed and as he came to and 
as he felt again like a sense of of hope because of course most situations you lose everything including your hope you know and a sense of light came back to him a sense of love and he indeed fell in love with this woman that took care of him yes he did have a family at home but guess what he was still in 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 the in the war scene and he was accepting this love that came to him and how could you blame him you know this is all life and death happening at once and, and that made it even more intense so um at the moment he had no way back home and they created a little home together um he and she became a beloved couple this tragedy hurled them into their own little abyss of creating any meaning in life when life all around them was being completely annihilated from every angle and isn't that interesting that when when that happens when tragedy occurs and there is life is being destroyed around you that it is our instinct to want to create life to want to create a sense of hope again so they did they procreated and created two beautiful children which are my you know Vietnamese uncles that I have that I've never met and um and I do know I do know I never met her but I just felt his great love for her and his great feeling of gratitude this woman brought him nothing but love and nothing but safety you know but when when things cooled down there and he also had this guilt and this sense of duty towards his family that he had left behind and you know he got trapped in the matrix of war and luckily an angel came and helped him but my grandfather felt a sense of duty towards his family that he originally set out to help you know <clears throat> they were getting you know the checks from from his that he had from his duty maybe it was one one check but um, he needed to go back and make sure that they were okay because a man wants to, you know, care for his family and now he had two. So I don't know, he probably wanted to come back to this family that he loved so much, but as a man who had a great sense of duty and obligation and, um, and ironically, the the reason why he went to war was for his family he didn't know the circumstances that would follow so he did set off to go back home back to the Philippines and he told his beloved goodbye for now I feel in my heart that he would he wanted to always come back to her and his family there because he felt this love and peace and gratitude and a feeling of of a bond that that you know is unshakable when 
when tragedy happens and when war happens and circumstances that are life and death, I think people can create bonds that are very deep and unforgettable. You know, I, I never met my grandfather, but I carry part of his heart and I know that he loved this woman very much. I just feel it and I just know it. And, you know, I'm sad I never got to meet my uncles, but I never got to meet him either. So he went back to the family and, of course, he told her, his wife, about what happened. Everything. As a good man, an honest man, he did tell her everything that happened, including the fact that he was a prisoner he did get saved and by the grace of this woman and because of this um intense bond that was created there there was there was more that came from this you know and of course my grandmother was beyond heartbroken and she was angry and devastated and you know she was a woman uh, who had you know (laughs) Spanish, where I get my Spanish from, and she was wild with grief and wild with this despair and feeling of betrayal, although, you know, circumstances, I don't, I don't, I think it's hard to comprehend, all you know is the feeling of betrayal and loss, and um, it just spiraled, you know, into that family, this feeling also, my mother said that he was never the same father again. When he came back, he was not the sparky, spunky father that he was, that, that he had, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, which, of course, they did not understand what war meant, how that affects your nervous system, it affects your mind, it affects your soul, that pieces of your soul are fragmented out through tragedy, through the bombs, through the killings, through being a prisoner. There are pieces of you that don't come back. And that's happened to my grandfather and he was never the same. My mom said that he would often just go into the state of like blank depression almost and It was like he wasn't there all the way and so there was a grief in the family that there was a partial death as if someone had died you know here he was he came back thank goodness but part of him didn't come back part of him was gone forever and then there was a part of him that was left to this family that he had and the loss of leaving them behind and yet his sense of duty and yet even through the post-traumatic stress disorder and the feeling of grief and loss and I can't imagine everything he must have been going through despite the anger of his wife and the rage and the sorrow and the feeling of betrayal he was set out again to um, work as a man of the family to be a provider and to take care of everyone as a sense of duty sense of duty the masculine sense of duty and although I I admire and I and I do 
admire his sense of duty. Um, I, I do feel for that masculine wound that the sense of duty can cost so much that the masculine sense of duty has cost them too much and it's not that a man can't be a man but at what cost and at what sacrifice does he have to be a man simply being a man is, is enough and showing up for your family is enough you know but I, I deeply 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 I deeply feel the, the masculine wound of my grandfather and all men who have had such a sense of duty and responsibility and love and loyalty but um but they lost part of themselves and they never recovered that so i just want to send love and blessings to this wound it's so deep and so universal and it doesn't really matter what race or religion or what part of the world you live in um this is a collective wound I want to send my love and my prayers, my healing to all men who are ready to receive on behalf of their lineages. I acknowledge that being a man is not easy, a sense of duty and sacrifice has been far too much for anyone, any human, that it stretched our human capacity, their human capacity, your human capacity more than it could possibly be stretched and that it's far and too unreasonable to ask anyone to make these sacrifices that to fight a battle where two men, you know, leaders, true leaders would come together and talk things out, they wouldn't, they wouldn't put so many lives at risk. These, these, you know, tragedies, they don't go away. And that's what I'm here to say that I am the granddaughter of my grandfather. And yet I woke up from a dream about the tragedy many years later the feeling of loss that never goes away because it is a lineage wound and despite um, the, the, the healing that has come to my family there's still that wound and so I'm addressing that today for all men all men if you're a man listening I send you so much love to you your lineage, to all the men in your family who have made too many sacrifices. I love, honor, and respect you and deeply pray for your healing because these wounds will only heal when we bring light to them. Going back to my grandfather, he was, he was being a man and he went back out went out on a big ship 
had to go and make money again and you know support his family so his sense of duty he went out on a ship and the ship was um, sailing across the Pacific Ocean and there was a great storm one day a storm tropical storm and it was almost like a tsunami in the water everything was was just uncontrollable and the weather was uncontrollable and um, they got caught in this in this storm there's no way out they were so far out to sea and and my grandfather, he he didn't know how to swim. He didn't know how to, but there he was in the middle of the ocean. And this storm was not letting up anywhere. And, you know, eventually it took over. It took the ship down. And, you know, all the men were, were in the water. And my grandfather was in the water. He didn't know how to swim. He didn't know this was this was the ending of his life. And uh, and he drowned that night, that 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 fateful night. You know, it went from day to night, and and my family knew about this storm, and um, and soon the news came. To their door, you know, telegram. The ship went down, and your husband, your father, has been lost at sea. So there they were with another tragedy, and uh, you know, the body would never be recovered. And it's, I think, it's hard when a body is lost like that when there's no sense of completion and this tragedy was like you know the stick that broke the camel's back for my family everyone went into everyone went into the deepest you know sorrow and depression everyone dealt with it their own way my mother she was, I believe, 17 at the time, and she went into her room, and and she dealt with it by meditating, by connecting back to the only thing that she knew, which was source, you know, connecting back to herself, meditating. She locked herself in her room for weeks, barely eating, barely drinking, meditating and um, that was how she coped with this tragedy by finding the source of creation and this was the beginning of her deep and powerful healing journey that she had you know her shamanic quest and uh, and the other family members they dealt with it differently you know my aunt bless her she you know she found a boyfriend and and without much guidance it's easy to get lost and that's the thing about war is that you lose people and you lose your guidance you lose your sense of of 
interconnectedness that everybody scatters and tries to cope with things in the aftermath of these explosions internally, externally, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So my my very young aunt, she, you know, a boyfriend um, took her over and and what happened to her was was very tragic and this man was not the best he was they were both teenagers but he was older and he took her and he was you know abusive and I won't go into much detail about that but it's like each piece of the family was being pulled apart farther from each other you know my my sweet uncle he's still alive and um he got pulled into into a different crowd of influence you know and um he turned to drinking and addiction to cope with his sense of grief and of course my grandmother my sweet grandmother Pacentia she loved this man with every ounce of her being he was her everything and I don't think she could ever have foreseen that this would happen that she always hoped that they would be happily ever after and that this they were making small sacrifices for the long-term gain of love and family and that they would move forward together she never saw that she would lose the love of her life and yet he was gone just like that you know no body to recover and the feeling of forever losing everything in her world as far as she was concerned. I know that she really suffered over this and and um, and all of the feelings she had to deal with, the grief of so many layers of the grief, you know, her husband, the father of her children and the loss and also everything she would have to carry as a woman without without a husband without a father for her kids and um and also coping with a, with the feeling of betrayal betrayal of him having another family all of this compounded her heart and her soul it went all the way deep into her bones this grief ate away at her soul at her bones and you know eventually my grandmother did die of bone marrow cancer because grief is like that tragedy can do that to you it can go all the way down to your soul into your bones and eat away at at you from the inside out and so that happened and she sadly died a very tragic death herself but um you know after she brought my grandmother after my grandmother brought my aunt and my uncle and my mother to america on her last pilgrimage as a way to find a way out of this tragedy, to find a better future, a brighter future, a new tomorrow, more opportunity to 
to walk away from the grief and, and to hope to build something better despite everything, all the pain they had inside. And soon after, you know, she didn't tell anyone, but she ended up in Stanford Hospital, where actually I was born. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, my mother said that, you know, this was a very, it was shocking because she didn't tell people in the family that she was dying from bone marrow cancer. She didn't want people to worry, and yet she only told them at the very end when she was on her very last, you know, breaths of life on her deathbed. And, and in the meantime, my mother said that because of Stanford and Stanford Hospital, they had access to patients, and, um, and so they were using experimental drugs on my grandmother, you know, they were giving her drugs and they gave her one that made her whole body just basically kind of, um, swell and explode. And like, she, she looked like she was like 400 pounds after they gave, administered this drug on a continuous basis. And my mom would visit and, and then she would be shocked to see like a room of students like hovering over my grandmother, which she never gave consent to, um, and nor did she give consent for them to do experimental drugs on her. But, you know, I don't know what the rules and regulations were at that time. Um, I do know that it left a, a deep wound in my mother and that that this this was all very tragic and so you know i'm not i'm not sharing all this to to <laughs> to be a downer i'm i'm sharing a story because my heart was called to share and we are here to share and you know as a reminder that we all go through tragedy it doesn't matter if it happened before i was born i was a baby when my grandmother died and my grandmother told my mom, take good care of her, love her, and my mom did an amazing job and exceeded any and all expectations, and she fulfilled my grandmother's wishes, and was the, it was and is the best mother I could ever, ever, ever ask for, so, you know, that's a beautiful thing, but, um, you know, this reminder of what happened just flooded to me today on the lion's gate and not just because I want to feel sorry for for my lineage but really because I'm here to bring healing to it just like we all can you know we don't have to have gone through this tragedy to have it part of our heart we carry the same heart and this heart is layered and layered and layered with my lineage your heart is layered and layered and layered with your lineages, the lineages that came before you that you never knew that ever existed. Our hearts are intertwined and connected, and until we really realize that, we will carry these wounds of our lineages blindly, not knowing why we feel this way. Why do we wake up with these nightmares, you know? And, um... I always say, like, take everything and then make beauty from it. And that's what I believe in. That's what I believe in. I believe in making beauty out of, out of anything. And that's what art is. That's why I'm an artist. 
An artist will take anything, anything without prejudice, and they will make something beautiful out of it. And I come from a family of artists, my mother, <laughs> my lineage. I'm an artist. I've always been one. Doesn't matter if I'm painting, doesn't matter if I'm doing interior design or styling or creating jewelry. I am an artist. And healing is the ultimate art to me. It is taking that old energy and recycling it into something beautiful. Have you ever seen recycled art? It's just so beautiful. And, and that's what I'm here to do. That's part of my role. We all have different roles in life. We all have different stations. And um, and you can explore and look deeper into your heart and question, what is my role in life? We all wear many hats, so we all have many roles, but one of my roles is to bring love and integrity and, and light back into my lineage. And so I did this morning. Um, I, I went I went up to the space where I do the healing and I called upon my grandmother, called upon my grandfather, called upon my aunt and my uncle and my mother and where I saw that there was literally this round piece in my heart that was filled with this wound, I saw them all together in a round circle and I, I did my, I did my, you know, my work that I do. It doesn't matter if somebody has passed on. It doesn't matter how much tragedy you can bring people back together because our souls are infinite. And you can bring back the love, the light, the integrity to that. And so I did a special cleansing and healing for my family and and in this circle I felt a huge like powerful and cathartic shift as if there was new breath being breathed into the soul of this family and I removed the web of tragedy and pain that was hovering above and you know healing happens in layers it's not just a one and done um, I've been working with this lineage for a while so I do know but but they were called I never was called to bring them together like this and and then I went around to each one and just acknowledge them. We, uh, you know, we are still connected and in relationship with our lineage and our relatives. Even if they've passed on, I honored each and every one of them because without them, I wouldn't be. And I love them. You know, we we carry love. That's the one thing that we carry with us when we die. It's a love we have in our heart. Everything else falls away. Everything else is inconsequential. And we hold on to the very essence of love. And we carry that in our soul. 
And that's why you have soul recognition. When you meet somebody and you've never met them before and all of a sudden you, your eyes come together and you feel a spark or the sense of warmth that comes through you. And you're like, whoa, what is this? Like, I don't know this person, but I feel a sense of connection with them. I feel a sense of, like, you know, love. It's, it's like, it's beautiful, but what is this? And what that is, is soul recognition. Our souls recognize each other. We may embody different forms, you know, but our souls carry through we know on a soul level when we've met someone in the past whether that has been like uh you know our worst enemy you'll also get a soul recognition you'll feel a spark but it will be like you instantly don't like the person right you instantly feel defensive but it's an incredible feeling when you meet someone who you have soul recognition with and there's a well of love there that carried through from a time and space you don't even remember and you don't have to you don't have to remember any of it you just know and you feel it and I think that's just so beautiful when you just know you know in your heart you know in your soul we are infinite beings and we are immortal and you know we we also go through so much you know as immortal beings we get tossed into the salad of reincarnation (laughs) oh it is it is a trip but um bringing love back into that and bringing this recognition to my family and for all they've been through and acknowledging acknowledging them you know this part of my heart that was like oof whoa 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 have you ever felt that in your heart where you wake up from a dream and you're just like whoa and you feel something in your heart and and it's like why would I feel so intense or you wake up in sweats or you know something like that and and all it is is a call, a call to healing, a call to love. We're always being called back to love. Always. Always and always and always. And and at the end of the day and at the end of our life, at the end of everything, love carries us to a new beginning. Love. And only love. And... Um, and for me personally, it was a beautiful feeling to, to to connect back into my family, to connect back into love. You know, there have been times in my life where I've been like, why? Why was I born into this family? It's like as if, you know, tragedy, so much tragedy. And I was I felt sometimes like, oh, I'm born into all this tragedy. But um, I wasn't just born into this tragedy I chose to come into this lineage and and I chose and you know the new the new generations especially the new babies and the new beings that are being incarnated into this world like they're star beings here 
You know, the new generation can bring so much healing, even to the old, even to the deceased, all the way up the lineage for seven generations and then back down seven generations because the children, they are the future. They are bringing in these codes and they're coming in with their circuits on. You know, in my generation that I came in, we came in upgraded, yes, but we still had to struggle through it and we had to reclaim our you know like put our circuits back together (laughs) like we had to sort of put ourselves together the pieces and these babies coming in they're they're like circuits are online you know I mean I had to manually like put myself online (laughs) oh goodness oh it's so funny because it it was a lot of work you know but um but I was born to do this work so it so of course inevitably I would figure out how you know I had to take my circuits and put them together I had to rewire myself inside and out um I had to be the master of my own android (laughs) just kidding you know so I'm in awe of these new children, these star babies, these star beings coming in. They are coming in because they, it's almost like, you know, we, like a lot of us, like we didn't have the full access to all the codes, right? So we had to, I had to manually activate them, baby. Thus, goddess activations. Like I spent a lot of years getting codes activated you know and um and those each time I did those codes brought me online all right you want to get online and I'm not talking about wi-fi I'm talking about online on the grid that's all there's a grid beyond this matrix grid there's an online grid all right that's the matrix is like a fence it keeps us low and down and Um, You want to get on, you want to connect to the online grid, the universal grid that's higher, 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 Um, because this is the only grid that will give us the ability to do this healing to restore, because we need to restore people. We've been depleted. What we don't understand is that, you know, we've been siphoned all the pain and all the tragedy that we had to go through, that our family and our lineage, the war there are intentional beings all right they are feeders they are feeders off of pain they live for this they create this and it's time for us to wake up you know it's time for us to wake up if you're ready i ask you i ask you wake up wake up wake up wake up to who you truly are it is not just this body it is not just your name it is not just what you've known you are so much infinitely more than you could ever imagine we got to get online people get online do whatever you have to do to get online and restore back yourself restore back your lineage bring wholeness to yourself bring wholeness to others through the work that you do it doesn't matter if you have a nine to five you can still have a big purpose and part of that can be just even in your workplace bringing the light to your space right because we are infinite beings of light and 
it's time to remember the days of amnesia are over all right let me tell you that you know i've suffered amnesia my whole life i have struggled struggled with amnesia for many reasons actually not just one i'll tell you the first one though because it's the one that we all have in common when our souls drop into this particular field this particular matrix you know when it drops down from the infinite we are in contract in a sense to have amnesia okay so we will lose all of our teachings all of our knowledge everything that we've gained in any other lifetime you could have been an ascended master and forget everything you know from from the from being a baby until age like one two three and possibly four five being probably the max like we will we you know we will have a remembering and i had a remembering when i was a little girl you know, this, this remembering that I'm a star being, and we might remember our other lifetimes, or even our lineage, maybe our star family, um, I always, I always, like, looked out there, and I was like, that my family's out there, like, I know them, I know that they're out there, um, and then we start to get hooked into the matrix. We get grounded into the matrix and we get locked and loaded right into the matrix. Again, um, our memories are swiped, right? And so there are a few reasons for that. You know, this is an academy. It's sort of like, um, okay, you, you know what? You did all the work out there. Now can you come in and remember? <laughs> can you just remember, even if you for, even if you got your memory swiped, can you remember... And, um, and if you can't, you're going to have to recall, you're going to have to activate, you're going to have to, you know, rewire yourself, encode yourself, and then activate the codes within. It's a mission. It's not mission impossible. It is a mission possible. <laughs> and it's a mission that must be done. Um, you know, we're all showing up in different ways. We all have different roles to play. So I acknowledge you, whatever that is if you're I mean say somebody's a nurse they're they're in a battlefield all the time taking care of people right bless them you know that's an incredible role they're bringing light to people if somebody works at a, a bookstore and they're recommending good books to people they're influencing everyone has a sphere of influence I don't care what it is where it is um, we are all having a sphere of influence wherever we are and that's why we need to stop this belief that we're insignificant we are part of the all that is we are here as brothers and sisters i mean how i see it in some regard or how i've been shown how it is is like we're like you know in a body of a person like we're little cells we should be working together when we're not working together and we're fighting and being crazy um, that's where the cancer is, right? That's where the where we get infiltrated with the darkness and negativity, the the you know the horrible things that grow. We can't afford to do that. We have to start with ourselves though first, okay? We can't go around just blaming everyone. We have to start from ourselves. We have to take back the power, restore ourselves, restore ourselves from our lineage, from the pain, from the war. And, you know, I shared that very, very personal story with you because I want you to understand that this 
process is an ongoing one. It's not a one and done. I've been doing this work for many, many years. And guess what? Um, it shows up like this sometimes. It shows up in my dreams. It shows up in my heart. And I I heed the call, people. I don't just go, ooh, I had a bad dream. Now I'm going to wake up and go on um, Facebook and forget about it, you know. No, I'm not. I'm going to do what I know is the most respectable thing I can do. And that is I'm going to connect with that family and I'm going to do what I can to bring the love, the light back into them and into my lineage because that's that's part of my personal journey, okay? So you can look at look into what might be your personal journey and and you know, I just share so that you can have some ideas and and I like to bring up I like to bring this stuff up because I want to be a reminder that we are all interconnected, even the invisible that we don't see. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Okay? So I believe in the invisible light that's always there. When I was a little girl, <laughs> I used to see like these little orbs, you know, these little light orbs and they'd always hover around me and I had a magical realm, but it was real to me and it, and it wasn't like I was just seeing things. I was really seeing them because in the lightness of our spirit, when we are light, when our heart is light, we have access to the unseen in a way that we can't when we are heavy with, you know, dense emotions and energy and we're so stuck in the matrix that you can't see straight. <laughs> you can only you can only take in what you see through the news and you know, wake up people, wake up, wake up, wake up. Not everything that you see in this world is real. Not everything that you see in this world is real it's not always what it presents itself to be trust me most importantly trust yourself and trust that there is a there is a world that we can't see that is also real and as the veil lifts we will have access to that more but it's only our job to make ourselves prepared for what's coming um so with that i just i want to I want to say that I, I love you. I may not know you. You may not really know me. But love is the only thing that's real in this world, people. I know that to be true because you can feel it and you can know it. And there's a knowing. And, you know, we have so much fear around love. And, and that was that was interesting that it came to my heart. Like, you know what it is? It's It was like connected to the fear of loss the fear of tragic loss of someone that you love that that I didn't even consciously know was there but it's a program that was running it was running um the fear of losing someone that you love and that can prevent us from wanting to move forward in a relationship or being intimate because we are afraid of the pain that follows a loss and so and so <laughs> we find ways to protect ourselves right so we don't want to live a life where we have to always just protect ourselves yes 
you want to have your empath super shield just because not everyone is conscious and aware but but we want to let our our hearts live and we want to let our hearts love because what else is there in life you know what else is there there is so much and that is creation creating beauty creating magic creating awareness sharing Um, but to me those are all representations of love and expressions of love so it all comes back to that and um, and I hope you enjoyed my show today It was very intimate and and I don't mind sharing with you because I know that we all have pieces and parts of ourselves that are that are intimate that sometimes we need to hear someone else's story because hearing that story can help heal us you know and I don't mind being that so with that I wish you an incredible day so many blessings on this lion's gate know that you can heal your lineage can heal even if it doesn't look like that right now and that every time you make a little effort to bring more light into yourself bring more light into this world through your art or whatever it is you do like I said if you're a nurse or anything any job you have you are a beacon of light so take that and expand knowing you are a great contributor in this world you have a divine purpose we all do we are all a piece of the puzzle and um and therefore we are all infinite love sending you so much blessings into your day into your life and into your lineage until next time much love rada Thank <laughs> you.